This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hani Balkis. 2pm it is and it is time for Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. We have lots happening right here in the UAE. Starting with UAE police because they have actually delivered telemedicine services to thousands of residents right here in the heart of Sharjah, in Ajman as well as Dubai. Yes, and we're also talking about what's up and how they may actually scrap their deadline for accepting privacy policy terms. Now, it was originally said that May 15th is the deadline, but what's up may have a change of heart. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show as well, we're talking all about Tesla setting up a Chinese database so drivers can actually access driving information no matter where they are. I'm very excited to see how this database is going to help make Tesla and self-driving cars a little bit safer. Yes, and in our How Do You Text segment, we're talking about how you've only got a few more weeks to upload unlimited pictures to Google Photos for free. Now, we know that Google Photos does have a huge library where you can actually put your photos for free. And this is really good for people who have iPhones and have a little a low memory. But now you only got a couple more weeks left. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show, talking about smart gadgets is a smart shoe that is coming for all people with visual disabilities, whether they're blind or have any hardship seeing things. We have the perfect gadget for them and all they need to do is wear it just like they would with a regular shoe. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The UAE police are delivering telemedicine services to thousands of residents and patients in Dubai, Sharjah, and even Ajman are benefiting from this initiative. Now, thousands of residents have used a telemedicine service which was launched by the Dubai Police Health Center to curb the spread of COVID-19. And through that initiative, the health center has actually delivered to more than 8,885 patients and even offered free medicine delivery to 2,162 patients in Dubai, Sharjah, and even Ajman. Yes, indeed. And when we're talking about telemedicine, we're talking about offering certain services, whether it was medical consultations or even follow-ups, all virtual. So whether that was through a phone call or even a video call, patients who make appointments can simply get to meet with their healthcare practitioners without risking contracting the COVID-19 virus. This also helps avoiding any in-person visits that are not as necessary as, let's say, any other doctor where you would need certain medical equipment and you can't just do the call or just do the video call from a distance. Uh, telemedicine service has definitely been one of the key initiatives that have been launched right here on in the UAE ever since the COVID-19 pandemic first started. And I know, Hani, you've tried it yourself mm-hmm. during the pandemic. How was your experience with it? Yeah, it wasn't actually telemedicine. It was on the phone. Yeah, it's still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, telemedicine. Call, just talking phone on the phone. Call or yeah. Video call. Both work. Yeah, uh, I talked to him on the phone. Uh, he told me to come get my prescription and keep going. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was very simple, very mm-hmm. quick, and yeah. easy. Now, the telemedicine service initiative is in line with the objective of the UAE police in the country to combat and curb the spread of COVID-19. Patients are advised to only visit if their health conditions require conducting certain medical tests or even using the equipment, let's say the ultrasound machine or 
or x-rays because you can't do those from a distance, at least not yet. Yes, and uh, we're looking at how what technology is evolving the medical and health center. And because of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of things are being accelerated to catch up and to actually make life easier for us during the pandemic. If you've uh, actually done telemedicine, do text us in at 4215, do or let us know your experience and would you do it again? I personally would do it again mm. because it was easier and gave me more of a peace of mind. But you know what I would like? I would like my actually my medicine to be delivered <laughs> to me instead of me getting out of the house because at that time... I was very tired and I couldn't actually move, but uh, <laughs> thankfully I had my family to go and help me. Absolutely. It would be great to also have delivery services of medicine. And we, we see a lot of pharmacies actually doing that right now. So it would be nice to see that link between hospitals and pharmacies all at once. Let us know your experience with telemedicine. I would love to go ahead and do a teleconsultation because I think it saves so much time, especially waiting time as you're waiting to get your turn and your appointment at a certain hospital. Coming up on the show, we're talking about the latest on what is happening with WhatsApp because they've decided to maybe remove the May 15 deadline that they earlier went ahead and scheduled to go ahead and enforce all the brand new terms and conditions. The terms and conditions that put it under fire and cause a lot of people to go ahead and switch to signal. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The terms and conditions that caused WhatsApp to lose its place in between users and cause a lot of people to go ahead and switch to Signal are being delayed once again. WhatsApp has decided to go ahead and scrap the May 15 deadline for accepting privacy policy terms and conditions and now even if you don't go ahead and press that okay or i accept the new terms and conditions you will still be able to use the application but that does not mean you're not going to get annoying reminders every now and then yes face uh, whatsapp has actually retreated again from its plan to actually force users to accept the new terms with critics saying that it could expand data collection from its two billion users around the world now we do know that WhatsApp, which was set to enforce its new data sharing policy on May 15th and actually caused a uproar in uh, around the world, actually, mm-hmm. and even uh, had Elon Musk saying, use Signal, Telegram jumped back on the app charts, uh, I think re- reached number four in the world. And yeah. uh, a lot of people started going and looking at different alternatives. And WhatsApp went and tried to save face and uh, kind of <laughs> explained themselves. But now it, se- it seems that, again, Damage is still done and uh, they need to push the privacy policy a little bit more and uh, May 15th isn't the viable uh, date anymore because obviously we've seen the, da- the backlash. Yes, indeed. But the application will still be putting out reminders for all users. So if you don't go ahead and accept the new terms and conditions, you may not be able to use all the capabilities of WhatsApp and you're also going to be getting endless reminders to please review the terms and conditions, potentially even accept them. Now, it's interesting because this new terms and conditions that they launched, they're not really that different to what they've already been using. They just basically made it clear that whenever you're having chats with business accounts, since they are trying to open that new side of e-commerce to WhatsApp, you will now have these conversation tracked so that they can go ahead and target any certain brand or any certain uh, company that you like to buy from occasionally you may start finding new ads about it or more ads on it uh, on instagram on facebook since these are the sister companies of whatsapp but 
a lot of people found it very let's say it's just an unethical to go ahead and find terms and conditions being forced on you so if you don't go ahead and accept them you can't use the application altogether yeah well uh to be honest, mm. in anything, if you don't accept the terms and conditions, you cannot use the service. Yeah, true. So, I mean, it's but not when like... you already downloaded it, and now yeah, it's I mean, like, there you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, with any program you download, they say, hey, read the terms and conditions, accept, decline. If you decline, you can't continue with the installation. If you accept, you can. So, I don't think this is a WhatsApp problem. Just how the people on internet are saying, uh, hey, you're forcing us, you're forcing us. Yes, I believe every app does force you. To accept their terms and conditions because if you don't then you can't really use the app but mm-hmm. again uh the i do believe that whatsapp kind of made a mistake they uh, they kind of try to slid it under the rug they didn't uh, be uh transparent in the beginning and uh, they try to do that after the damage was already done and elon musk and a lot of people started jumping on the bandwagon uh attacking whatsapp but again, I, I, I believe WhatsApp is not going anywhere. I believe they will save face and they're already saving face mm. because I'm still using WhatsApp and <laughs> billions of people are, I'll say, I won't say billions because two billion. So I'll say at least a billion are still using WhatsApp, at uh, least. Absolutely. I mean, people just, the, the fact that people were annoyed by these new terms and conditions and how WhatsApp was threatening to go ahead and delete people's accounts or have them be inactive altogether if they don't accept the terms and conditions just shows how many people really use WhatsApp on a day-to-day basis. So what they've done is now they're not going to be suspending you off of your account if you don't accept the terms and conditions, but you will be getting persistent reminders every single day about the policy, about what it stands for, and asking you to go ahead and review them. And after several weeks, these reminders will eventually become persistent that people will hopefully get sick of them and accept the terms and conditions. So it's Mm -hmm. not really much of a difference. It's just delaying the process and allowing people to maybe forget about the drama. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people were describing Facebook uh, as a misunderstanding about efforts to bring businesses onto the platform. And uh, again, I don't think WhatsApp is going anywhere. I don't think Facebook is going anywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, WhatsApp is too big. A lot of people are too invested into it and no app can compete for the time being. I don't care about Telegram. Telegram's UI is disgusting. Uh, Signal (laughs) is not as responsive as you would expect it to be. And it turns out anyways, that Signal had some privacy concerns as well. Yes. So uh, they're all liars and they all have a different mask and they'll all do whatever it takes to sell you. Uh, and kind of get you hooked on the product and then say, oops, well, we didn't tell you that, uh, honey. <laughs> uh, we take uh, every, all the information WhatsApp does as well, but it's safe and secure, don't worry. Exactly. I mean, even if, you, if you've if you never used WhatsApp and you go at a new download signal, I'm sure there must be some type of conversation you've had with a friend that when you go ahead and open any other social media platform or even Google itself, you'll find ads regarding it. I don't know if you've downloaded the iOS 14.5, honey, but... Every single time you open a new app, it asks you, do you want me to track your information? Mm, Do you not want me to track your information? I'm like, who wants you to track my information? But I feel like you're going to be doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, so far, I think think in general with the new uh, iOS 14, because I'm always up uh, during Fatur, up during Sahur, and I don't sleep like a normal human, human being it during Ramadan. It doesn't update on its it own. It doesn't update. So I'll be doing that. It's like, hey, yeah, for the ninth day in a row, yes. honey, we haven't updated your phone. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll do it later. Remind me tomorrow. you're not even sleeping that much now. I, it's, yeah. 
And uh, my YouTube viewers can see it because my eyes are redder than the Red Sea. Well, Ramadan is... Kareem. <laughs> Ramadan Kareem. And it's almost where we're saying goodbye very soon to Ramadan. So the glasses are coming off pretty soon. Coming up on the show. Actually, I think I'll, I'll keep them. Even after Ramadan. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> coming up on the show, we're talking all about Tesla setting up a database so drivers can go ahead and access driving information. Could this be the solution to all the worry and fear that people have been having about self-driving cars. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. We're talking about Tesla, ladies and gentlemen. It does seem that Elon Musk and anything related to Tesla is always on the news lately. Well, because... Uh, <laughs> This is the future. Automation is the future. And autonomous driving is the future. And we're talking about Tesla and how they're going to set up a China database so drivers can access driving information. Now, so far, it isn't clear what sort of driving data will actually be uploaded when it does go live later in 2021. But it does actually say that Tesla will develop a database that vehicle owners in mm -hmm. China can use to access information generated by their electric cars. Yes, indeed. Now, last month, China was actually, or Tesla cars in China were under fire. Lots of protests were taking place because people were complaining about problems that they were facing with their car. One of the most famous stories out of this was actually video footage that was shared on social media platforms. It went viral. It showed a woman that was climbing up on top of a Tesla vehicle. She was screaming that her car had defective brakes and it almost killed her father. So the situation with this is people in China feel like the parts are not legitimate and they're not safe enough for people to be using these cars. And as a result, lots of, of back because of all these protests, People were actually saying that China should be manufacturing its own Tesla pieces in China in-house completely from scratch. And that was actually part of the news that came up uh, earlier this month. But after that, Tesla decided to go ahead and create a database for all those vehicle owners in China where they can go ahead and find out full detailed information about every single part of these electric cars, where they were manufactured and how effective they are. Mm -hmm. So. I'm hoping that this would actually kind of calm down all of the commotion that's taking place in China after all this issues that they've been facing with Tesla cars. Yes, and now China actually separately is actually considering new regulations that would require the data collected by intelligent cars to be stored in the country, which was a move triggered by recent concerns that cameras in Tesla vehicles can be used for spying. And people familiar with the matter did say that just last month now, uh, this has been an ongoing conversation, not only in China, but around the world. Now, let's say, for example, I'm in the military, mm. right? And I drive a Tesla. Now, obviously, if you're going into a military base, you can't have cameras, you can't be yeah. taking pictures. So some, some countries around the world and even the U.S. has banned Teslas from entering military bases. Mm. They're not allowed into uh, secret places. No, they're not allowed into uh, sensitive areas. Yeah. Right. Because uh, Tesla can record. And uh, again, you don't want that. So uh, <laughs> there has been a lot of uh, kind of rules and regulations when it did come to Tesla vehicles. But again, I feel like within time we will kind of adapt. And again, this is a new product. 
Uh, test electric vehicles have been out for a while. Autonomous vehicles have been around for, we can say, five, six years now. But now it's, it's picking up the pace. The trend is moving. I know six people who have Tesla cars. If you came to me two years ago, I would have known zero people who have <laughs> Tesla cars. So Teslas are becoming more and more mainstream. And when that does come into, into page, that means that we will be changing the way we live our lives to accommodate the autonomous or autonomous driving and autonomous vehicles in general. Absolutely. And what's interesting, you've mentioned how Teslas keep track. They definitely keep a log of everything that happens within the car. And after the incident that took place in China, Tesla went ahead and released all the data logs of the car in question. They were holding them down for about a couple of months now. And it went ahead and showed exactly what was going on in the car. So it showed that the woman was driving. The, the driving data keeps track for only 30 minutes before a certain accident. So before a crash, you have 30 minutes worth of data. So it showed that the car was traveling at about 118.5 kilometers per hour. And just before the impact, it slowed down to about 50 kilometers per hour after the brakes were applied. The data also show that the driver braked more than 40 times in the half hour before the crash and at multiple points the vehicle was traveling at more than 100 kilometers per hour. So the, the brakes were working even though the woman came out saying, oh my car had defective brakes and Tesla did not inform me. Mm. The brakes, clearly she used them for about 40 times before the car crashed and I think this helps Tesla a lot when it comes to protecting itself during lawsuits because we all know Tesla gets into a lot of lawsuits. They are safer in the bigger picture, mm. but that does not mean that people aren't complaining about different issues within the cars themselves. Yes, uh, I mean, again, we're talking about a lot of ethics when it does come to Tesla cars and the autonomous driving, who was responsible, who was not. Uh, yeah. I've said it time and time again, the person who owns the car, which is uh, me, if I buy a Tesla, I am responsible for whatever happens to that car. And uh, again, this should be in the terms and conditions of Tesla, and I do believe it is. <laughs> That's why Tesla hasn't paid a fine yet, and they haven't uh, lost any lawsuit yet. But let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do slots or on Instagram, at Pulse95 Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when do we come back? Before we take oh. that break, let's give you a chance to win 500 dirhams this fine Monday. Yes, 500 dirhams, riddle time. Yes, I loved yesterday's riddle. Yeah, we, we got it right. <laughs> we got it right, and a lot of people did. If you're an avid listener of Future Talk, you must have gotten it right, because it was all about the future. Um, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Yes, I got it in front yeah. of me. So uh, it is. I'm always in front of you, but you can never see me. You hope for the best of me, but can never predict me. What am I? And the answer was for that riddle was the future. Mm -hmm. That's why we kept saying future talk, future talk, future <laughs> talk, because that's what it was. So uh, it yeah. was the future. So if you got that right, well, you had a chance to win 500 dollars, And if you won it. Send me some money my way. <laughs> well, if you didn't win it yesterday, you still have a chance today. It's a new day with a brand new 500 dirhams, and it's the final days of Ramadan. So make sure you make your chance very, very good. Now, today's riddle is an interesting one because we have different answers for it. I can think of a couple, and, our, and all you guys have been thinking of different answers as well. So the riddle is, I can make you happy. I can make you cry. Yeah. I can make you want me even make you lie what am i hmm. Hmm. i have i've been getting a lot of thoughts <laughs> from all the answers i'm seeing um 4215 george salas help us out yes 
and this one's a little bit tough. Yeah, I can think of a couple of answers. When I first heard it, I thought maybe it's chiching. <laughs> Money. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I have. Mm. I'm. I'm lost. I'm lost for words on this one. What about you? Do you have any thoughts? Mm. I thought maybe it would be onions first. <laughs> but why would onions make you lie? Because you're like, hey, are you gonna tell me the truth or should I start cutting onions? Because then. Mmm. True. Yeah. So. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Do onions make you happy? I think when they're in food. Yeah, they I do. mean, uh, some people. Some people. <laughs> I don't like onions to be honest. So, but I do like the caramelized onions. Oh yes, in burgers. Yeah, in burgers. So, uh, <laughs> let's ask them. Yes. 4215 Dura or on Instagram at Pulse90. No, not on Instagram. Only 4215 Dura Do text us in. Let us know your guys' answers. Um, again, I'm going to be rereading uh, this riddle until I get it right because uh, I'm almost done. It's almost. You're uh, the riddle champion this month. Yeah, I mean, uh, this Ramadan, I've been doing good. So uh, we got a couple more days left. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it'd be a shame if I got uh, a couple of wrong towards the end. <laughs> Do you want to say it one more time yes. to remind everyone? To remind everyone, I can make you happy, I can make you cry, I can make you want me, even make you lie. What am I? Hmm, we've been getting, we've been getting answers that remind me of Valentine. Yeah, it's all. Many people are saying love. We're getting texts from social saying that it's or yeah, social. Well, you know, I'll be, be honest love. with you. I actually did think it was love, but I think would I didn't say it because I thought it would be maybe too stupid. Mm, I don't think I don't think any answer is stupid. Could be love, could be money. Some people are saying humans. Humans mm. can make other humans lie. Mm, yeah, they can, and yeah. they can make you cry, and they yeah. can make you laugh. I'm gonna go with my initial answer that I didn't tell anyone because I was shy. Love. <laughs> Love. Let's see what your answer would be for this riddle. 4215, do it. You have a chance to win 500 dirhams if you can send your guests before 9.30 p.m. Because that's exactly when the evening Karak duo, Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyu, will be announcing what the right answer is. Coming up on the show, you've got a few more weeks to get your photos uploaded to Google Photos. How can you do this? And will it keep your photos safe? Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out all about it. You're You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Digital photos have become our favorite way of making memories live for years and years to come. But are these photos safe on your phone? Are they safe on a hard drive? Or are they safer on the cloud? That is a question a lot of people tend to ask whenever they're backing up their phone or even changing phones. I personally go ahead and put on all of my photos whenever I'm switching phones to a hard disk or a hard drive. I think it's just the safest way to go, but it can definitely take a lot of space, space that we can simply have for free, just for a few weeks to come, on the cloud with Google Photos because they're actually allowing people to upload unlimited pictures for free for the next few weeks. Yes, and then you have a 15 gigabyte cap, which will kick in on June 1st. Mm-hmm. Now, as the company had previously announced just last fall, Google Photos' beloved policy of allowing users to back up an unlimited number of high quality photos and videos will be ending next month and will be replaced by a 15 gig limit before customers will have to pay for more storage space. But 
everyone does get to start with a fresh uh, with a fresh account, 15 GB minus whatever you are already using with your Gmail and Google Drive accounts. And uh, it actually might be a lot for some users. Mm, that's going to be interesting because I I feel like people nowadays just they're they so easily snap photos over and over again, and I'm just like. Maybe try and deleting a couple of those when you don't want them just to save up on your photo space or storage space on your phone. But up until the next few weeks, you have a chance to upload unlimited photos on Google Photos. So there's no cap whatsoever. After this, they're going to start adding that 15 gigabyte cap. Now, when we're talking about unlimited storage, it only applies to high quality photos. So anything that's not high quality will not be uploaded as easily. And it'll be uploaded with original quality, which counts towards your storage cap, which if you're not a Google phone owner, that's not going to be much space to begin with. Now, currently, only Pixel owners will start having that unlimited original quality pictures uploading before the new policy kicks in. And I think it's it's great to go ahead and just upload all of your pictures on the cloud instead of having it at a physical space. What about you? Uh, well, I'm, about, I'm actually downloading it right now. <laughs> I'm going to sign in. I want to see what they're talking about. Obviously, what all the hype is about. Yeah, well, obviously, I wouldn't tell uh, the listeners to go and do something if uh, I'm not sure. You don't do sure. it yourself? Yeah. So now I'm logging into my Google account. Mm-hmm. I want to see. And uh, they're saying, keep your memories safe. Your photos and videos will be securely backed up to your Google account. It's saying if you want to back it up as Hanny. So I'm going to say back up as Hanny. So it does say, ah. Uh, mm, there's a catch. Yes, I have 15 gigabytes. But that shouldn't kick in until the 1st of June. Yes, items backed up in high quality before June 1st won't count towards account storage. Yeah, so you have until June 1st to upload everything. Hmm. Isn't that true? Yeah. And then after June 1st, you'll only have 15 gigabytes and you'll have to pay for every new gigabyte that you get. Let me see what they're saying right now. But again, Hmm. while uh, I go look, I'm going to tell you what they're saying. So they're saying that the unlimited high quality storage for free will be changing. Express quality storage for free will be changing. And original quality storage for up to 15 gigabytes yeah. will be changing as well. If you think about it though, honey, 15 gigabytes is way more than what Apple gives you for free. For free with Apple, you, you get five. With Google, you get 15. <laughs> but that also shows that Google is also giving a lot of different features for their users, which is yet another way to lure people to go ahead and buy Google-based phones with a Google operating system. Um, They're also going to be showing you a personalized estimate of how much more storage you still have, which is something you don't get with uh, Apple. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, Google One is actually cheaper than iCloud, Apple. Uh, So if you want 100 gigabytes, Mm. you pay 8 dirhams. That's nothing. I was paying... How much would you pay? I'm paying like 50. Yeah, 50. For, 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 two, for I don't know, 200 gigabytes. And I still get reminders, please update your cloud yes. storage. You're running out of cloud storage over and over again. Yeah, so now I'm uploading my photos to the cloud. Mm. And I mean... It'll take a while because you have a bunch. <laughs> so I'm up until Honey gets uh, his own experience with Google Photos. Let us know no, if you're willing quick. to try it. Yeah, I feel like because it's everything is just interconnected. You know, if you have a Gmail on your phone and if you use Gmail, I feel like it would go ahead and sync in with it. So every photo you'll get would be immediately uploaded on your Google Photos. 
4215 Dorit Let us know if you've used Google Photos yourself or if you are one of those people who loves to keep back or not a backlog, but like a backup of all their photos on their cloud instead of having it on a physical hard drive. I'm a lover for physical hard disks and hard drive. I don't think I can let them go, but I would try the cloud as well. So yeah, coming up on the show, we're talking about very interesting gadget that is mainly geared towards people of determination and people who struggle with visual impairments. And I'm going to give you one hint about this gadget. It's something that you can wear and walk with. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse95. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about smart shoes. And uh, I can't... Mm-hmm even re- relate to it? it well i can definitely believe it because we're talking all about visually impaired people and yeah. how they can actually go ahead and uh, be able to have a much safer life nowadays because gadgets are not just those things that are cool and you just wear them and enjoy and you know show off in front of your friends and families with them Um, There are things that we need to make the most out of. And this is exactly what is happening with this brand new smart shoe that is aimed towards people who are blind and people who are visually impaired. These shoes can tell you exactly what are you walking towards and may even help you avoid them. Yes, now obviously to make everyday life safer for the visually impaired, blind and even elderly people, the lower Austrian company Tech Innovation has developed an intelligent shoe known as Innomake that tells you literally where to go. Now, the warning system, which is built into the shoe, does include distance sensors for detecting foot movements and even a vibration unit and an ultra-bright LED and even a processing unit as well as a wireless connection to a smartphone. Now, the built-in electronics and battery are mounted in a water and dust resistant casing at the front of the shoe so basically it can handle all types of terrains yes indeed now the smart shoe uses ultrasound sensors on the toe to be able to warn blind users of obstacles in their path it can actually detect potential obstacles that are found up to four meters in front of the person and the wearer or the person wearing those shoes will get a vibration or a visual signal or even an acoustic one so Mm. They're playing on all the different senses that people who have visual impairments can feel, can sense, and using them to alert them about what is happening in their surrounding. Yes, now the built-in batteries actually do cope with the average daily life. And uh, again, I think this is an amazing, amazing, amazing initiative. And I do believe that soon enough, uh, we'll be seeing more smart technologies and gadgets to complement our lives and people who need them most. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to go. But before we leave, we're going to leave you one last time with the riddle. And the riddle for today for 500 dirhams cash. And you should text in your answers before 9.30 p.m. tonight. As Evening Karak, evening karak with Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be announcing the winners. And the, and the question for today is... I can make you happy. I can make you cry. I can make you want me. Even make you lie. What am I? It's a very interesting riddle. Mm. 
with lots of a- potential answers, but there's only one bright answer that could win you the 500 dirhams. Hani has his guesses, I have mine, but what are yours? Send in your thoughts before 9.30 p.m. 4215, do it to Salat. We will see you once again tomorrow, same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. But until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves for the only place to be at 3. The halftime show with Omar Duri will be kicking off in less than 3 minutes. It's a show that you don't want to miss out on. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.